Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Well, we want to thank God for giving us another opportunity to share uh, what we believe all of us need. And before we just go into it, we just want to say an opening prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, with thanksgiving and praise, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before uh, your people, Father God, in, in this class, Father God, to just uh, share, Father God, and, and Father God, participate in, in things that will help us, Father God, to uh, draw closer to you, O oh God. And we thank you this morning that you will lead us in God's word, our mouths, Father God. Allow us to trust in you with all of our heart, and Lord, and lean not into our own understanding, but as we acknowledge you, Lord, direct our path, word, our mouths, give us words of encouragement, Father God, as we go throughout this session. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning again. Uh, we'll just uh, give a quick overview of when we were here the last time, which was almost two weeks ago. And this lesson, yeah, three weeks ago. So, and we begin by talking about the pain, the potential of our pain, potential of our pain and what pain needs to be healed and we talked about identifying our own pain leads us to be able to help others in a more impactful way we talked about uh, making our pain and uh, revealed instead of masking it and things we do to mask it for us uh, allowing it to be dressed up and look good and and, and all the other things. And we also talked about uh, life events, trauma, and things that, have, that has uh, affected us and, and allowed uh, us not to go into the healing process of our pain. Um, one of the things that we listened to in the last session with Gene and Ron, we listened to the podcast, and some of the things that stood out was the emotional responding that took place within that session and as far as as we continue on we want to get into the parts of what will help us come alongside people to begin the healing process of the pain that we all suffer with in different stages and we talked about how my trauma could be this huge thing and someone else's trauma could be just that their dad wasn't there so, and the difference in that. Oh, and if I can add too is, um, I know, you know, we, we talked about pain and trauma a lot last, in the last um, um, class and identifying the pain. Um, but what I want us to understand is sometimes we can feel like we're alone in that and that we come from uh, a geographical place where it's just us. Because I know me and Johnny had a, a conversation <laughs> earlier this morning about you know where we where we both come from we come from two different dynamics but no matter where you are in the earth or where you come from um, no matter ge no no matter of the geographical location that we come from in this in the in life and in in the world somewhere in, a, in another country some little child or some woman is being abused or uh, affected with some type of pain so it doesn't limit us to where we come from Pain shows up in every aspect of our life, and it shows up in every area of the, of the world. 
So it's not, you know, Johnny come from a, a, maybe a rural rough environment. I come from maybe a middle class. But at the same time as we, you know, little children and where we experience our pain and identifying it, um, um, it, you know, it, it, it shows up in different ways, but no matter where we are, it, it, we are identifying it and, it and it shows up everywhere and anywhere. We're all um, have experienced it. And so um, I kind of wanted to go into um, uh, just a role play of experiencing just even just this week, just some tragic things have happened with um, a close loved one and a friend um, close to Johnny's family and um, someone he's grown up with um, who, 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 who's now not with us. Um, he's gone. And unfortunately, he was actually on the news this past week, this past weekend. Um, and so the person that was murdered was someone that he, he knew and grew up with and the person that it was done to, he knew. So he knew both these people. So just experiencing that and seeing him come home, you know, with that hurt, because of course that hurt him to, you know, one experience, you know, the conversations with the family members once he heard the news. And then to come home to me, seeing the pain on his face, you know, um, sometimes it it hit it can hit home right there, where you know now we're teaching this and it's like now wow, we're literally experiencing trauma right now, you know, and so to understand, try to understand what Johnny may be going through um, as it relates to as we relate on a daily basis and what that looks like to come alongside and comfort him um, could be just, you know, a hug. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. What that might look like, just giving a hug, you know. We don't always have words to say, but just giving a hug sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, we, sometimes we say too much, and we'll get into that in the lesson. We'll get into the 10 things that we shouldn't say and what we should say. Because <laughs> sometimes we can open our mouth and we can make the pain greater. So as we go in, we'll go into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to pass them out. So what, what, what happened, I was explaining. Uh, I got a call from my sister about Leron and uh, that he had been tragically killed. And in that, you know, I called Renee and I felt led. I was on my way home from work, but I felt led to go because my sister and other loved ones ex seen it and experienced it. So I wanted to go home and be consulted and all of those things, but I was led to go over there and give some hugs and yeah. just show up and 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 and, and it's it's something how we may think that you know, someone else can do it, but if God put it on my heart, and it, I mean, it's something that we're going through this lesson, and those things are happening. I think the last time I talked about my son, little cousin passing, and whatever, and just on a on a on a personal note, from where I come from, those things can be, I don't know, almost I can if I don't think right, I can let them be shameful, I can let them be embarrassing. But on the other hand, you know, I want to thank God from where he has brought me from, you know, could have been me. I'm just a prayer away from that thing. And why he allowed me to 
be able to stand here, talk about becoming a person who cares, and then allow these things to happen, and gives me the the mindset to where it's like, no matter what your pain may be at times, no, you don't dismiss it, but by reaching out and helping someone else, it can help you in your own. It can help you in your own. So I, I thank God for being able to come home and Renee sensing that and praying for me and giving me that, you know, just that soft touch because that is what I needed at that time is that is that comfort for that. So uh, thank God for that. And uh, it just leads right into uh, Renee is going to read a story that before we hand the handout out to you, she'll read a story and we'll go into the handout. Okay. from that so before we examine the blessings of forgiveness however we need to recognize an important connection between anger and hurt oftentimes people remain angry and bitter because their hurt has never been comforted I remember an encounter with the counselor and his wife several years ago they told me about a young lady they were seeking to help named Rachel they described for me how they had tried to help Rachel overcome her anger and bitterness from having been sexually abused by her father as a little girl. We've told her everything we know about forgiving and still hasn't been, and she still hasn't been able to get rid of her anger. We've told her about how she had times how times past had have been forgiven and how much she needs to forgive those that had hurt her. We've told her that to forgive doesn't mean that what happens to her was right that to forgive doesn't condone the behavior of the other person. We told her that forgiving the offender helps us to free her from the wrong done to her. And yet she's still angry. Who else can we, who, who else can tell her? That's a question. Who else can tell her? Oftentimes people remain angry and bitter because their hurt has never been comforted. The counselor, the counseling couple had communicated the classic thing. So this is the historical thing that we do. The counseling couple had communicated the classical thing we tell people about forgiveness. They need to forgive even as they have been forgiven. To forgive doesn't mean that what happens to them was right. To forgive is for them to have their freedom. And then on the other hand, what the thing we should be saying is, next time you see Rachel, rather than focusing upon her needs to forgive, which is which she she surely must, I encourage you to focus first upon her need to be comforted. Simply respond to her pain by saying something like, Rachel, as we have come to know and understand some of the abuse and betrayal you've gone through, our hearts have been saddened. We really grieve that you have been so hurt because we have gone, we have grown to really care about you. Their compassion and comfort was a powerful encouragement that began to free Rachel to be able to forgive her father. So when forgiveness is an attempt without hurt being comforted, anger may resurface at a later time. Okay? Yeah. So, and, and as Renee, you, you want these? Yeah. So how does this relate to, this This story took me back to, I, I believe Renee speaking about her relationship with mom and the things that that she that she experienced as a, as as growing up and one of the things by me being her husband and knowing what the word says 
because that's what they talking about there when when and when this counseling session gave her the classic things i used to just tell renee that's your mom you need to honor your mom no matter what your mom did no matter what you know pick up the phone and call her or, or take her to see her mom or whatever and at times renee would be reluctant because what I was doing at that time was devaluing Renee's pain that she had experienced from her mom. I was telling her to overlook her pain. Not saying it, the words, but I was telling her, you need to, I, I don't care what, you need, I'm taking you to see your mom, you're gonna call your mom, you need to call your mom. <laughs> and I was really, and it, it what it did, it, it brought disturbances within our relationship. Yeah. But I had good intentions. Jean? So from your perspective, Renee having a good relationship with mom was important, staying connected. So you were trying to encourage that without recognizing the pain that that relationship actually inflicted on Renee. Yes. Right. Although I wanted it. I wanted that relationship. But I was also dealing with pain. Of that, from that relationship. You wanted a healthy relationship, not one that Absolutely, you. exactly. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're giving a mixed message too. I want a relationship with my mom, but I don't want a relationship. I wasn't with my vocalizing mom. it at that time. Yeah, I was more yeah. or less dealing with the pain that had been brought on from the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And and I think dealing with that, I, I I was there firsthand to deal with that and see that, that once, once that conversation between Renee and her mom and her sister as well was there, and the response that mom gave allowed this relationship now to grow. And I'm relating that back to the, 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 the week that Gene and Ron was here, and they were going through their Saturday day, and Gene felt the disconnect, and Gene was able to sense that and go to Ron and ask Ron, but she wasn't fixed on how Ron should respond. She wasn't, she, she was open. She asked Ron, and Ron was like, yeah, it's a little overwhelming. It's a little much for me. But from Gene's response allowed that emotional response that she gave Ron when they were up here teaching, and it seemed like it was just yesterday that it happened, it made it real, real. Because Ron told her, yeah, this is a little much. And and Gene sensed that. And, and I think that that allows us to open up as far as receiving the healing in the process start to where we are and I and I experienced that with Renee and her mom and her sister and 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 since then there that relationship has gotten healthier and it doesn't take away from the 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 pain that that uh happened but it allowed now the healing to start so we did hand you a handout Renee will explain what so, our purpose of handing that yeah, out. Yeah, so normally we would do a breakout, and we still can. We could break out into sessions. So I guess each row could kind of cuddle in together. Um, if you want to, we could kind of maybe turn chairs around so that this first row you all, or maybe just move your chairs where you're 
within the row to kind of subtle as a group and discuss the handout. So the instructions for your handout is to show show ways to practice being a kind person, letting those know you care as you read the, out, um, the handout. So we'll give you each about we give you about maybe seven or eight minutes to talk about it within your groups, and then we'll come back. We're talking through the different examples. Exactly. So the the handout, if you see the handout, so the the first part if the is the pause and reflect. So on the bottom, what we added was uh, not good ways to response. And you'll see at the very bottom, good responses to emotional pain. So those are examples to try to help you uh, fill out the examples up top. What would, what would help you and what would not help you after the phrase? And so I, if I can help, um, I'm going to just read the first paragraph and you could just picture someone um, as you break out and discuss. So if you were really hurting or embarrassed about some setback or loss in your life, what might others, such as the people in the group, do to make it easier, seem easier for you to talk about your pain? Or what kind of words or behavior would you like to see help you feel more comfortable? Okay, so that's the discussion we're going to have. Am I making sense? Is it clear? Okay. So let's talk about... For example, with us. so I think what I cheered, I think when we come back, what are we talking about? What would that be? Come back. 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 Come what those uh, exercises do to them, mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Someone as you would like on the individual who should or express what should our expression look like. So this is the question Next we want to ask them when they finish. We'll start with your great generational investigators. Yeah. Try to give her a lot of time. Uh, but I'm convicted that this so uh, uh, would be the question. Uh, have you come to feel uh, someone as you reflect on this, on this individual after this question in your discussion? Yeah. Okay, so let them share from the breakout. So that's what they'll do first. Then, Johnny, you're going to talk about why did you refuse to 
Yeah, work is just in case you wanted to for time's sake. Share the shame, influence the path of pain. And you talked about SBT this morning. If you have time. What you doing? Yeah, really. Show them too. So, so from your okay, so from your side, just kind of the question: What is it? We can talk about now. Yeah, you know what you're saying. Sometimes you really should have had that. Yeah, they know what you're saying. I know, me and People tend to look at what others done, and they like some people hurt. Like Pastor said today, but people go around sometimes hurting because they're hurting, and sometimes people feel like they deserve to hurt others because of what they've done. So it's pain inflicting upon people. It's like vengeance. It allows them to stay where they are. Yeah, or excuse. Excuse to not do what they need to do. Why do you think it's a good thing? She started revealing stuff in the way in the past about the whole thing. She caught up in emotional stuff of what's happening to her. Yeah, 
See, only one person is shared in that group back here. I'm hearing it. She's built up. Many, many years. So, so we're going to allow them to share. Let them share from their breakout. And be responsible for the amount of pain in their emotional cup. And what is it? So, we're going to this about. What need needs to be met? And then, I'm gonna say something about this process. So we are to model so we're putting up another way for years we can't do it that looks like without judging. So vulnerability is real and trying to try to do it like you like you don't have it even if you hard conversation to have with yourself. This stuff is serious. I have a Okay, so a couple of more minutes here. That's good. So I think that part of that guy machine went We'll talk about what spills out of the emotional cut, kind of like signs of signs of emotional cut, which is anger, right? Signs of the cut. Anger, rage, pain. That's why they need more than five minutes. How do we approach yourself? What does that look like without judgment? Vulnerability is real trauma. Wasn't that kind of person at all? Oh, or somebody that didn't know that. So the emotional cut. You have that picture? That was Michael. The picture of the emotional cut. Did you pause it? You know, 